So Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 23, immediately Jesus gave the disciples, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it's I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. So I want to ask this question as we get into the text. Why is it hard for us as a people to prioritize God? You know, you think about it, God is so good to us. God has blessed us with such a nice life, so many blessings that, you know, it's like, like Marvin said, it's like he answers a prayer and then we go to the next prayer. And we forget again about how many wonderful things he's already done to us. And all he wants of our life is that we prioritize him. You know, that's God's desire for you. He wants you to be, you know, even from the garden, he loved when people wanted to spend time with him. So we see we have such a good God who answers our prayers. He wants this of us, yet we do not a very good job. And this is me included. I struggle with this where we don't always prioritize God as the focus of our life. Why don't we do that? I want to hear from you all and then I'll share some of the comments people made. on. Okay, I'll give some of the honorable mention online. So we had, um, like, why don't we always prioritize God? It's hard to prioritize God first. We have a life that we need to live. So I think it's difficult because it's like, how do we balance that? How do we make God a priority, but also live in this world and function? I can't sit in my room all day and say, I love you, God. I have to pay my bills, right? So it's hard. That balance is hard. Um, we're selfish. This is one of the common ones online. We're selfish. We want what we want when we want it. So I'll do that. God, you are, you are secondary to that. You know, even one person said this. I asked this question. Like, uh, and one person said, I really don't want to make God the center of my life because I don't know where God will take me. What if he makes me go quit my job and take me as a missionary somewhere? Or what if he makes me in my free time go spend time with people? They're like, I don't want to do that. So I don't even ask God, what do I need to do? <laughs> so we can be selfish. We are caught in the temporary things. You know, we, we are living, we scroll on Instagram we talk with our friends. You know, when someone gets a nice thing, we think, I want a nice thing. You know, we went to a house this weekend and their toilets had seat warmers. Like their toilets were warm. Like it was plugged into the outlet so it could stay warm. And I thought, man, I want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's interesting. We just, we get caught up in the temporary thing. Let me get into the text then and we'll get into the word that God gave for me. And so we're going to look at the verse, which is, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we've been talking last week and the weeks before about seeking. Does anyone remember what seeking meant? Yes, to search for something with effort. Okay? 
And then what does it mean to put something as first? We need to prioritize. Can you agree with me? And then what is the kingdom of God? I talked about this last week as well. What does the kingdom of God mean? The reign of God. Remember the idea we want, you know, when we think about kingship, that's something kind of distant from us. We don't understand king, but it's like a king reigns. And God wants to be the one that reigns in your life. So what we're going to do, this is the mathematician in me. When you have an equal sign, we can substitute it. So I'm going to actually rewrite the verse with these things substituted in. So it's, you should search for the reign of God, the reign of God as the priority of your life, and the rest will be taken care of. And the rest will be taken care of. And I love it. I love writing this out because I think it's the simplicity of it. You should search for, so search is a key word that we talked about last week. Like, think about searching. It's not like when God wants you to do these things, it's not like natural. Think about searching for something. You like, you literally lift something up. Like, oh, I'm looking for something. I have to go look over there. God needs you to be actively engaged with the kingship and the reign of God in your life. It's not natural, especially with the way the world is now. The, the enemy reigns. It is natural. If you are just mindlessly going, you will not have the reign of God in your life. Hear me when I say this. And the key is you search, search, search for the reign of God as the priority of your life. You have a job. And then I begin to think, when does someone search for something with priority? When does someone search for something with priority? How is someone doing that? And the key word that God gave me is focus. We are a generation that lacks focus. If you want to really search for God as the priority of your life, you have to learn how to focus. And this is a, diff a difficult thing. What does the word focus mean? Give our attention. Think about this. Anything that you focus in, you do better at. If you focus at work, you are more productive. If you focus in class, you get better grades. If you focus in your Christian life, you will be more, you will be able to prioritize better. But we are, we are an ADD Christian generation. I feel like we need to diagnose ourselves with ADHD, right? And you understand, ADD is actually getting worse. There's more people being diagnosed for those things. And I'll say this. I think those are things that are trained. You know, they talk about Coco Melon, which is a show for young kids. Coco Melon is one of the, like, little kids watch it. And they talk about, like, there's so many bright images on the screen, so kids are attracted. And literally, they say within three seconds, a new picture is put on. So count one, two, three, new image. One, two, three, new image. So guess what a kid develops? They need something new constantly. They can't just sit and look at something. And like Marvin was saying, we can get kind of bored. 
right? Because we are training ourselves like that. And we talk about little kids like that, but parents are just the same. We get all, parents and adults and us young adults are the same. Like we scroll and it's like, I need something to captivate me in three seconds or I'm out. Our attention spans are so bad. But the hope in this situation is this, just like we can almost make our focus worse, you can make it better. Just like you can train yourself to need only three seconds, you can train it to go five seconds and 10 seconds and a minute. But it takes you saying, I need to focus on God in my day. Like it's you saying like, mom, I really want to do this thing, but God is the focus of my day. And I'm just going to sit here because I know this is what God needs in me. And today it may be boring, but tomorrow I know God's going to do something. You have to be the one that starts that focus process. You have to make that dedication. Like Zion by his nature is not focused. You understand? No kid, no human being is focused. You develop that focus as you get older. So my challenge to you is you need to develop that focus in God. Which means, like I said, even if you have to just sit there and nothing happens, just say, God, I'm going to give you 10 minutes of my time. I'm just going to do it. That's how you grow your focus. How do we, though, increase it more? And we're going to get into the text today. And we're looking at the story of Peter walking on the water. So we look at this story, and you know, it's interesting. They see Jesus walking on the water, and how do they initially react? What's their first reaction? Fear. And they said, it's a ghost. But Jesus said, what? Take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. And Peter's reply is what's interesting to me. He said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Have you thought about that? Like someone did that, hey, it's me. And he says, like his reaction is not, hey, stop the storms. You know, it's not, hey, Jesus, you want to come on the boat with us? What was his reaction? Yeah, isn't that interesting? And it made me think, the reason Peter was able to say that is, do you see how he sees Jesus? He saw Jesus as so capable of everything. Jesus, if you can walk on water, I can walk on water with you. So I think, and this is going to get to the idea of our lack of focus. The first one I want to make is that faith and focus go hand in hand. Faith and focus go hand in hand. We are a people that don't recognize who God is. Do you understand? When someone can see the invisible, their focus is so much better. You know, there's, they tell students, I need you to imagine graduation day. When you imagine graduation day, when you can see the invisible, you are much more likely to be focused. In the sports world, you know, Kobe Bryant was a great example of this. He was, I wanted to be the best ever. He saw that in his mind, nothing else mattered to him. You hear story after story. People would come into town. They would want to go party with their friends, hang out. He said, I'm going to the gym today because he clearly saw something in his mind. The problem with the Christian today is we don't see God. If you were to see how big God is, you would focus on that. We just saying today, how great is our God? You think about that? Before the creation of the world, before any of this was here, there was God. And with one word, he created all of it. 
And we have begun to worship the creation over the creator. I need more money. You are looking at money as the thing that's bigger than the one who made the money? He is the provider of everything. Like you even think in church today, I just wonder what has the priority become in church? We have cheapened it so much because people don't see who God is anymore. Like what do we think of the best church services? Oh, I need a really good worship set. I need a really, or, like a good speaker who can orate well. Do you understand? We are in the business of dealing with the God of the universe. And you are just content with that? This is why we had to start this. I, I didn't see anyone who's focused with, God, show yourself. You know what I imagine? That one day we're worshiping and we open our eyes and we see angels, just like Isaiah saw. And we see the throne of heaven. And we, just, we get to worship God together. Like, I imagine that, and I see that. And when you see that, you can't, none of this stuff matters. If we can just get a glimpse of God, if we can just get a glimpse of God, our focus is so much better. Man, so I just want to challenge you. If you lack focus, you need to spend time seeing God. Sing those songs, How Great Is Our God. It is hard. When we live in this world, we are so inundated with information and all of this stuff that you're like, I want that, I want that, I want that. We're like that dog on one of the movies who's like, squirrel. Like the next thing that comes by, we just want it. And it's like, if you can just look to who God is, sing about it, talk about it. You know, like it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Spend time in the word. If you lack faith, Spend time in the Word and say, God, show me who you are. I just want to encourage you. There is nothing greater than God in this lifetime. Nothing. Nothing greater than God in this lifetime. So I really want to encourage you first, um, let your faith increase. You know, I did want to say one more story from Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth is one of my heroes. Smith Wigglesworth was one of the guys who walked with God. You know, it's crazy. I think the difficult thing that many of us don't want is that when you begin to walk with God, it's not like you're going to be famous in the world's eye. He didn't have a lot of money. He didn't have much of anything, but he walked with God, and he saw God move day to day. So I'm going to read one of the stories that I really liked. So there was um, a woman who was sick, and he, Smith Wigglesworth was holding meetings. Um, and the friends of this lady told her, hey, you should go to the meeting. He's a, he prays and people get healed. But she didn't believe in divine healing, so she didn't. She thought, I don't need to go get prayed for. Well, she got, soon got worse, and in fact, she was dying. She, they asked her, hey, do you mind if he comes and prays for you? And so she, they called the, uh, Smith Wigglesworth to the house. Well, she finally was like, okay, fine. Yeah, you can come. But he was delayed. Before he came, though, she died. So she died before the, pastor, or the Smith Wigglesworth could come. So she said she went to heaven and was allowed in the throne room of heaven. She saw the Lord Jesus sitting on his throne. She saw light such as she had never seen and heard music such as she had never heard. Her heart was filled with rapturous joy. As she looked at the Lord, he pointed to the doorway by which he had entered, and she knew that she had to go back even if she did not want to. When she went through the door, she heard a voice that later she knew was Smith Wiggleworth, and he was saying, Death, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Then he commanded Mary to live. 
Her eyes opened and those who had been weeping around her began to rejoice. And I just began to think that's the God who we serve. He has power over death. And we are just okay with this. Anything, let me tell you this, anything that you're, we are all working for some invisible thing. Whether we want more money, it's because we trust that. Whether it's status, and I want to challenge you, God is greater than all of those things. So look to the invisible God today and say, God, increase my faith. The second thing I want to say and the last thing, I'm done after this point. Um, you know, as Peter begins to walk, he gets out of the boat and walks on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. So it was interesting to me as I was thinking about this. You know, he did the right thing. He saw the big God. Nowhere in the Bible had we ever seen someone walk on the water before. Yet because of his big faith in God, something new was done. And he took a step. And he took a step. And so you would think, man, what a good guy. But even as he began to take a step of faith, it's difficult. Because distractions come. And so I want to mention that as well. So the second point that I want to say is this. We need to keep our eyes on him. And I think that's the difficulty for many of us today. You know, but when he had first said it, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water, right? He wasn't even sure if it was him. And he called out to God, let me come out to you. But the second he starts seeing is when the difficulty comes. So it's interesting, our eyes can be what cause our biggest problem. And for many of us, I really want to challenge you. Sometimes if you want to have more of a focus on God, you have to close your eyes and look to the invisible God because this world can be very attractive to us. So I just want to end with those two things. You know, I, I want to challenge you with these two thoughts. Focus is the word that God gave me for the day. I think as a generation, we lack focus. And I think in many ways that is connected with the fact of how our society is. We are an instant gratification. I need three seconds of joy. And you have to go against even how society can be. So in order for your focus to increase, let your faith increase. Talk about the stories of God. Talk about how great God is. That whatever you may be going after today pales in comparison to who God is. You hear that story of that man declaring like that death has no power. Man, that makes me think, man, how big is our God? You know, as we're even going through the Revelation study, it just makes me, I'm in awe of who God is. Do you understand? There's a time when God will come with power and we are going to be scared. And I want to challenge you today when you have the choice, let God be the God of your life that you focus in on Him. I, uh, I want to end with one story because I do think stories do guide us and increase our faith. You know, I brought this up at even Aaron's engagement yesterday. You know, so even as I'm getting, as I'm getting older, you know, priorities shift. You know, when I was in my 20s, it was serving God, playing basketball, watching cartoons. Well, then I got married and I had to take care of my wife, play basketball, and watch cartoons. Right? <laughs> I mean, serving God too. And now I have a kid. So now it's take care of the kid, take care of my wife, along with serving God and as the top play basketball and watch cartoons if I have time. But it's been interesting, you know, like 
money was one of those things that I've never worried too much. I've given that as something that God is going to take care of. But it's been interesting recently, like, you know, we have a second baby coming. So thoughts about the future come. You wonder, like, man, like, that's two college, two college tuitions I'll have to pay for in, like, 20 years. And I know that's a long way away, but when things become your priority, you start to think about it. And so when I preach all of these things, I almost, in many ways, this was a message for me. Because I've been recently like, okay, I need to get some ways to make more money. I need to find some real estate deals. I need to think of new things. And my mind's focus has been going towards it. Because even when you walk, you think about this. The only one who really experienced the fear of the wind was Peter. Like the other disciples were safe in the boat. Right? Who was the one that felt the, the fear of the winds? Peter did. And it, and it was probably scary for him. So I'm, I'm in a place where I'm just like, man, God, like none of my friends are experiencing these same worries. Like they have plenty of money. But then again, I'm reminded of the stories of old. Like, you know, I was thinking about my grandpa. And, you know, when he set out to, you know, my grandpa experienced God in his mid-20s. He had this disease. He had jaundice. And uh, he was literally close to death. His, his mom was the one that had even had to give him baths. And one night he told God, God, uh, take my life. And that night, God came to his room and said, if I were to take your life today, where would your eternal rest be? And that night he gave his life to God. Committing himself, he, he joined the Pentecostal movement and became a minister of the gospel. And it was crazy because uh, some of his brothers said, are you trying to make your kids into beggars? Is that why you're going to become a minister? And I wonder, you know, especially when you have young kids, those things can be thoughts that come into your mind. But he was faithful to God. And I look at the benefit of it today. All of my cousins are established in their lives. They all have an intelligence. They all have a grace of God around them. And so I'm reminded, even in the midst of me looking to the world and seeing maybe I need to be looking for ways to do more here, if I can just focus on God, he takes care of the rest of it. This was like almost God telling me this week. And, and even as we sing, maybe just seeing that you not know this, but it was like those songs were so encouraging, the idea of how great is our God. Like I'm looking like a bank account is going to be what's going to make me safe. You understand no bank account is enough. Right? It just takes one sickness and all of it is gone. God is the real source. How great are you, God? And if you're ever like losing that faith, just tell yourself these stories. I tell myself these stories, and it's like my faith increases so I can continue to focus on God. So my prayer, my hope this week is that, you know, why don't we prioritize God? It's because we lack focus. And we lack focus because we lack faith. So really, this week, spend time looking to who God is and recognize He's greater than all of it. And we're going to just end with a quick chorus. And if Jessica, you don't mind coming to help me out, just to wrap it up. We're going to sing that again, where we sing, How Great Is Our God. You know, even the songwriter says, He's the name above all names. You understand, there's no name greater than the name of our God. So, just going to say a quick word of prayer. I hope you all guys always know our hope of our church is that we take these messages and not just hear it, but that we live with it day to day in our lives. 
may our focus in God increase. And as our focus increases, I think we will prioritize who God is better in our day-to-day life. So I'm going to end with a quick word of prayer. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us, God. Thank you, Lord, that in the midst of even my inadequacies, God, you use me to speak and share these words. God, I pray that as a church, we would be more, more and more like you, God. Help us to prioritize you above all else, God. And Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace to focus. When we lack the focus, God, give us the grace to focus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are an awesome God. You are worthy of all the praise. You're worthy of all the glory. And when the distractions and the winds come around us, help us, Lord, to continue to look to you as you hold out your hand to us and says, ye of little faith, with love, you still love us, God. Thank you so much that you reach your hand out, God. So, Lord, help us to hold on to you, help us to glorify you, and help us to live a life that brings you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.